0: Hey everybody, welcome to this Ocean Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Today's episode number 56 is sponsored by Buell Wetsuits. Driven by their passion for surfing, Buell Wetsuits and Surf was born out of Ryan Buell's garage. I remember seeing it back in the day. And today creates quality products for course surfers the world over, from frothing groms to touring pros. Buell Wetsuits are trusted and worn in lineups from Steamer Lane to Sebastian Inlet and beyond. For your next wetsuit, go to BuellSurf.com. Now, in today's episode, we chat with Kylan Winter, a 15-year-old woman of the water who represented Team USA in the 2018 ISA World Paddleboard Championships. Kylan shares her story of training and qualifying in rough water for the USA team here in Santa Cruz at the legendary J-Race, the excitement of making the team, and then the months leading up to the event of her dedicated training and preparation. We hear of Kylan's travel to the island of Hainan in China, her perspective on representing Team USA on this international stage and competing in both team and individual board paddling events. Now Kylan shares a really gnarly story of losing her water bottles at the start of the 12 mile distance race and overcoming physical and emotional challenges during the race to be part of an incredible photo finish at the end of a grueling event where she got third by barely just tenths of a second. Huge congratulations to Kylan for her success at the ISAs and for being an amazing representative of USA Paddle Sports and also the paddle community here in my own local waters of Santa Cruz. So thanks everybody for being here. Let's all get out and do something great for the ocean as soon as we can. And let's get into the ocean life of Kylan Winter. Kylan, welcome to the podcast today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Josh.
0: Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me up at your house and everything. And uh, I'm excited to hear about your story uh, on the U.S. paddleboard team this past year.
1: Thank you. It was really it was an unreal experience. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it's very it's a really special thing that you made the team and got to go to China, competed Mm -hmm. and your story of competing is pretty insane. And we're going to get into all of that. Um, But first, rewind a little bit because To make the team you don't just wake up and you're on the team you got to qualify you got to work to qualify for the team Mm -hmm. and you did that um last june at the j race which is right in your own backyard so my question kind of start is talk about the qualifier the j race Mm -hmm. but also talk about were you really working hard leading up to the j race to qualify did you have your sights set on being on the u.s paddleboard team Mm
1: -hmm. well the j race um I'd been really focusing on it for a few months like I was swimming I was paddling a lot um, leading up to it and I actually didn't really have my sights set on necessarily qualifying like it was in the back of my mind but I was just kind of focusing on racing Hmm. I didn't expect to qualify actually
0: oh yeah So you showed up, you were in shape, you're swimming, you're paddling Mm -hmm. and you did the J race. And what were you thinking? Like, well, if I do, cool, but I'm not here to just really focus on it.
1: Yeah, basically that. And I was actually really surprised with my result and I was really happy with it. And um, I feel like I was well prepared for it because my dad and I, we would go out and train in some pretty gnarly conditions. Mm. And this year at the J race, well, last year, it was, um, it was not ideal. Like oh, there yeah. was that side wind, there's some swell and it was cold, cold.
0: Right. I heard yeah. it was a tough one. I didn't do it. We were gone that weekend. Usually I've done it in the past so much like you guys, mm-hmm. but it was a really tough course. Usually it's what, 12 miles kind of flat water loop from Capitola to like the mile buoy and back. Yeah. But it was like gnarly, right?
1: Yeah, they not actually easy. cut out the mile buoy section yeah. this year because the conditions right. were just not going for it. Did they yeah. do that
0: after you turned they, the buoy? Yeah, they yeah. did that
1: mid race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty insane.
0: Geez, so you do it and you know these waters. Mm-hmm. You, we're in your backyard, basically. Yeah. You, like you mentioned, you've already been doing some pretty tough paddles with your dad before. So during the J race, which was not what everybody expected, which is usually glassy and kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It was different. So that bumpy kind of burly water, is that something you were pretty confident in and I'd could say handle? that
1: Yeah, I'd say that I was pretty confident in it. I was still like falling off my board when I was on my uh, knees occasionally, but I was I felt real prepared for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So you you turn around, you come back in and you said you were really happy with your time. So when you hit the beach, were you even thinking about the ISA team part of this or were you just glad the race was over and here we were?
1: Um, I was mainly glad the race was over and it was like a really fun race for me because like I saw some of my friends out there and I was able to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And um, But then I was also like a little bit, um, I was thinking about the ISA a little bit. I was like, mm. did I just qualify for this? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. No way. And so how, when did you know that? When you, you, you crossed the finish line and you looked around and you're like, geez, there's nobody else before me. So basically, I know yeah. I'm the fastest time for the women. And Yeah, basically <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, what? No way. This is awesome. Oh wow. my gosh.
0: Wow. So... You you finish you qualify and then what was the process then you get contacted and you start doing all the team prep so we'll talk us through the prep so now you have June June's over it's basically July through like November for you to get ready to go to China what was that whole thing like
1: so actually we didn't really know that um, it was a for sure until two months
0: before oh yeah so I've I was tra-
1: yeah I was training up till then like I was swimming paddling. And then in the, when the school started, I was playing water polo also. So I was doing three sports at a time. Yeah. And then um, we got the go for ISA. And so um, I was really just cracking down on training. Mm. And yeah. And then um, getting the all this stuff together, that was pretty hard for my mom because she was planning a trip to China with yeah. two months to spare.
0: Right. Last minute.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. It was just... So... Leading up to the event, so you're unsure if it's going to go. You're still mm-hmm. working out, training. You're doing junior lifeguards, so you're staying in shape, yeah. school, water polo. So you're in killer shape. All of a sudden, you get the call, and it's like, "Hey, we're going. Yeah. At that time, you're like, okay, I have two months. The clock's kind of ticking to not only like get yourself mentally prepared for going to China, because yeah. you've never been before, right?
1: Yeah, I've never been out of the country.
0: Right, yeah. So, yeah. And then this thing about this gnarly thing, you're just going to be competing on the world stage, And you could look at who who are on the other teams and there's some legit people from all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. So how about that last two months of just mentally preparing for the whole thing? What was that like?
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was so nervous. Really? Like I was a little bit frazzled because um, there was just so much going on at the time. Yeah. And I was just like uh, working through school, uh, paddling, Swimming and then I was also playing water polo for high school at the time yeah. So there there's days where I was just I was doing three sports a day and then I'd go home have homework and then getting myself like in mental uh, Getting myself mentally ready for this event was yeah, it was pretty tough, but
0: yeah.
1: like when I was paddling I was continuously focusing on um, just my technique mm. And, um, really trying to believe in myself to get yeah. myself ready for it. Yeah. You know? Right.
0: I bet. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool to hear that. And, in, and an interesting aspect I didn't really think about because you're 15.
1: Yeah.
0: And now you're almost 16, but back then you were like 15 and change, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you knew you were competing against people. I'm guessing that were probably 18, 19, 20, maybe even older. Right. Yeah. And definitely. so is that, so part of or your, like you're saying is, establishing that belief in yourself Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah yeah so it was kind of nice coming in because i wasn't really the focus you know Mm. like i kind of like that when i'm coming in not people aren't expecting big things out of me you know Mm -hmm. because i'm kind of coming in under the radar yeah that's right and um i'd say that my age actually works to my advantage because um I'm still able to learn stuff, and right. I'm able to like look at them and um, see kind of like what they're doing, and then yeah. um, just kind of take um, what my competitors are doing and um, just learn learning from them and how they paddle and yeah yeah
0: yeah no that's way cool so you're getting yourself mentally like you know um, prepared to to mm-hmm. do battle against some you know biggest names in the world and yeah. paddling. Then you're also getting ready to go to china you said you've never been outside the u.s yeah and china is very it's not just going to let's say canada or mexico it's like i would say it as i've only been there once and it's like going to mars Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful place into itself yeah but it's very different right
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: and so were you like looking at chinese new like were you just Looking mm-hmm. at the lay of the land, where you're going to be, what food might be there. How are you kind of getting mentally prepared to just show up there? <laughs>
1: yeah. So we were looking. Um, my mom had searched all these YouTube videos and, like, we were looking at all these YouTube videos um, about the island that we were going to. Yeah. And then, actually, in school, it was really funny because I got assigned a project in my English class to look at China and um, just like the demographics of yeah. it and like the economy and um, just research like social stuff in China. So it was like, it was perfect. Yeah, And it was completely by chance, so.
0: That's way cool.
1: Yeah, it was really cool.
0: Yeah, see this nice background, base of information and knowledge about China, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so then leading up, I remember we came and saw you a couple days before, maybe like a day before you are leaving or two, because you got uh, a new paddle board.
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so
0: talk about that board that was made for you for the race.
1: Okay, so Bob Pearson made that board for me And, um, I think, so I was paddling, uh, before that I was paddling my commander. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like we, we'd been talking to Bob after the J race about maybe getting a new board or something. And so, um, Bob had this prototype that he was working on. And so he lent that to me and I was training on that for a bit. And then, um, I was able to... Um, get a new board because my dad and Bob were talking about making boards for a long time. Yeah. Bob had made my dad his board and then uh, they're really into it. Mm-hmm. Like they have these long conversations really, like, board about board
0: design and everything. Oh my gosh yeah. they totally geek out <laughs> on it it's so
1: funny. And then um, yeah so I was really stoked because he made me that board and it was oh my gosh it was so cool it was um and so I got it before, I think I got it like a few days before we left. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't recommend getting a new board. Before,
0: like <laughs> so re- close to a huge event. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, if you can get it a little earlier, but yeah. that's just how it worked out. And, but I love that board. It's, yeah.
0: oh, it's so fast. Really? It yeah. looked like it worked out killer. And I'd, I'd love to hear about it once you're mm-hmm. out there. So get this rad board. And it's cool. It's like pink, and it's got stars and stripes on it. It was really cool, yeah, to, easy American to pick Black. you out. Yeah, it was very cool um, to pick you out on the the broadcast um, mm-hmm. when you're going. So you load up, you get out there, which is I know its own intense journey of just loading and oh getting gosh. your board and all your stuff. But you get out there. Yeah. And were you kind of stressing that your board might be dinged or have oh. some problems when you, when oh, you got totally. there? Oh, totally.
1: I was worried that it wasn't going to make it yeah. to China. Yeah. Because they're, when we were wrapping it up, so what we did was we took these foam ribs and then Mm. uh, we put it on nose, tail, and then all throughout the midsection. And then I think we did like two layers of bubble wrap. And then we put it in a board bag. So we kind of like bomb-proofed it. And then, um, so the airline actually took it for free. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it qualified as a surfboard, as an oversized luggage.
0: Whoa, that's nice. And
1: it went there for free. Yeah. But um, one of the most nerve-wracking things about it was that just if we were going to get it or not. (laughs) Yeah. Like, when we show up in Hainan, our final destination, is it going to come off that conveyor belt?
0: Wow. (laughs) And it did. How stoked were you when you saw it?
1: Oh, I was so happy. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Just I was I was still nervous that I was gonna be dinged or something, but yeah, just seeing it was such a relief. Oh
0: man, for sure. So you get out there to Hainan and that's this cool island, mm-hmm. right, off of the coast. Yeah,
1: the South China Sea.
0: Yep. Um, so describe the island. What's it kinda like? I mean, is it sort of Southern California ish, the warmth of the water and the air? Kinda what was it like for you?
1: So the island is totally tropical. The water is it's warmer than Hawaii. It's like mm. Hawaii in the summer. Oh, wow. It's super warm there. It's super tropical. And then, um, oh my gosh, like the, it was really hot there. Was it? Yeah. Like it, like I believe that it was about 80 degrees every day with yeah. a ton of humidity. Right.
0: Right. Spiking humidity.
1: Yeah. And, um, but it was actually really nice cause here it was pretty yeah. cold. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: It starting was, to get into winter
0: time yeah that's right no, november in santa cruz starts getting a little chilly yeah yeah there
1: it was really nice yeah. and warm and
0: so what was all the events like for isas now so you've got people from all over the world paddle teams showing up and there's maybe 20 i saw the list mm-hmm. maybe 20 or 30 teams from around the world yeah so how about like just the general like um the events you guys would do before any of the paddling. So you get together and there's like the parade and like, what was it like? Just the festival kind of nature of it. Was it really cool? Oh
1: my gosh. Uh, It was so cool. Um, And like uh, meeting our team for the first time, like I didn't really know anyone going into this. Yeah, And so when I was, we really bonded as a team and then um, walking out in that parade, like when we... Oh, when they announced our name, like mm. everyone just went wild. Yeah. It was really. Oh, it was like so, the hair
0: on the back of your neck stood up one of those like goosebumps kind of. yeah, moments. like they wow. aimed
1: the cameras at us. Yeah. and then we were walking out to yeah. take our spot in the crowd, yeah. you know like where the where the uh, ceremony was taking place. That was Wow. it was unreal. It was just we were all walking in our uniforms holding our flags holding our yeah, sign up right
0: movies. this is the US right. this is us that's crazy that's so insanely cool to like think you could do that for paddleboarding yeah, you know thanks. like be on that world stage representing the US with a you know stars and stripes flag mm-hmm. that's so cool Thank and you. what's neat is that like you were with like heavyweight names in mm-hmm. the paddleboard world you know like people like Connor Baxter and Kenneth Appleby mm-hmm. like world dominators yeah. in SUP, like heavyweight names. And then here you are, this 15-year-old kid just like, you nice. know, in it, you know, I mean, it's just so amazing. So thank
1: you.
0: were there other prone, because you were there for the prone mm. women's, yeah. were there other prone women or was it just one sort of was just you? It's,
1: yeah, it's just one woman, one male paddler. Okay. And the male paddler, um, Hunter Pfluger. Yeah. Yeah, he was super cool yeah. to hang out with. Really? He was from Hawaii. Yeah. He's uh he goes to USD and he's just he was really kind and really he was really an inspiration.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he did really good. He, he basically did. won his the distance. Yeah, he won the distance. Stud. Yeah. He
1: almost won the tech. Yeah. And then he was killer on our relay. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. So let's talk about that. So let's take us through those events and mm-hmm. let's save the distance one for last. Okay. Right. So so first talk about the tech race. Okay. Describe what that is, because it's very different here we, yeah. we don't do prone tech in and out it's more mm-hmm. like kind of maybe junior guard sprinting kind of but yeah. different so talk about the tech race first. so the
1: tech race um it was this long complicated course um where there was oh, I, I believe there was like five or six buoys um and so we started off on the beach and then we ran out went out to the farthest buoy made a turn there and then uh went to several different buoys and it was um, it was very different because the course was super long and complicated. Yeah, like, like
0: weaving yeah. in and out, left mm-hmm. turn, right turn, and like in this, through the surf. And Yeah, yeah. so
1: I really didn't uh, have much experience in that realm other than junior guards. Yeah. But even then, like junior guards didn't really compare to it because it was just so, it was so different. Like you had to be really good at um buoy turns and uh, at just the technique of how to get in the draft chain how to hmm. um when to move up and how to yeah sort of maneuver around that course and then coming in and out it was right
0: and then there's the surf aspect too which yeah the is, surf you know, aspect. getting waves so like mm-hmm. There was like a learning curve. Were you were you able to practice that? It sounds like probably maybe like Hunter or others were kind of giving you sort of thoughts on what kind of strategy to set for that. But yeah. really were you able to practice the turns in the course before you did that one?
1: Um, I think I practiced it like the morning of Yeah, a little just bit. to see
0: what it was all about. And
1: yeah. And then um, Hunter was really helpful because uh, he was short sort of like showing me like areas on mm. the course of like, oh, get off your uh, board here and do the gallop because there's a sandbar here, but then get uh-huh. back on it here because uh, the sandbar disappears. And then um also like the course was intense. It was it was very long for a tech race. Right. And um it was basically like however long it was, I think it was like 35, 40 minutes, just yep. straight sprinting. Right. Right. It was intense. Yeah,
0: gnarly. And so for those buoy turns, are you like sitting up on your board and doing the flutter kick to swivel it or are you just like paddling and digging a laying down a foot or doing something to get around
1: yeah, so as fast
0: as you can
1: basically what I learned was to try to get on the inside at almost every turn you want to be on the inside mm. and then uh, you don't want to get up on your board really you just um, like what I did was I'd put my foot in and my hand and just kind of try to yeah yeah get around it right and um then you kind of use the competitors that are on the outside of you to help oh, bump
0: you your around. board around yeah it was, yeah,
1: yeah it was definitely, there definitely some board bump in there yeah
0: so total strategy kind of mm-hmm. each buoy turn yeah um and then you mentioned you did get off your board and you'd run across like sandbars when it was shallow
1: yeah like there's this sandbar that you'd um you could hop off your board on and then um if there was no waves to yeah. take you in yeah you'd want to get off it and then just kind of um gallop over it right. with that uh and then uh, get back on it and yeah. just try to get into yeah. the beach as fast as you can so a lot
0: of interesting like dynamics or different pieces yeah. to that course it's like buoy turns there's waves there's sandbars so mm-hmm. it's like and then it's constant sprinting you did good you got thank fourth you. right thank
1: you yeah i did
0: yeah and fourth. you were just shy of third like you were battling for third right mm-hmm. there so that must have been cool so was that Was that the first event? What was the the series of events? Which what order did they go
1: in? So that was at uh, Bay and the first event at Bay was the SUP surfing. That lasted several days, and then that was the first event for any prone.
0: Got it. Okay, so that was a good entry for you. So you like got it. So after you finished fourth, Mm -hmm. how'd you feel pretty good about the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I felt good about it. I was really nervous coming into it. Just because I didn't know where I was gonna stack up, I didn't know how I was gonna do essentially, you know? Yeah. And um, I came in with a strategy and I stuck to that and I was happy with that. Yeah, nice. And it seemed like it worked out pretty good for me. Yeah,
0: good, so first event, you got fourth, so you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, at least now you like, you know you can hang, you're you're in this, right? Because physically Mm -hmm. you got fourth, it's great. So then what was the, talk about the team event.
1: The I'm not sure if that was
0: next, but talk about that one.
1: Yeah, so the team event was on the last day and it was after the distance race, so everyone was pretty tired. Yeah. But anyways, um, it was this relay race where it would go prone male. So Hunter went first and then it went sup female, then uh, prone female me, and then um, Connor Baxter was the sup male last. Yep. And so what that was, it was a sprint course I believe that it was like four hundred meters, maybe, so it was mm. super fast and yeah. then um what you'd do is you'd do the um, paddling and then you'd have to ditch your board, run back, and tag your teammate.
0: Mm. yeah,
1: and that was pretty that was super fun. I yeah. think that was one of my favorite events.
0: really. He just ditched jump and run and then yeah. tag and go.
1: oh my gosh, Yeah there's so much energy on that course
0: really because it's just so super short it's yeah. a few minutes probably and everybody's just going crazy mm-hmm. yelling and cheering each other on
1: yeah and especially because uh we were in second place just shy of australian team points and we were oh, really yeah. trying to yeah get up there you that's know?
0: right that's right that how fun was that like that's like old school junior guards where it's so exciting you know it's like oh a team gosh. and you're tagging and everything
1: totally it was totally junior guards. yeah
0: so when during that event did you, did the teams line up and I think I watched, I can't remember though. Mm -hmm. So did you then battle? It sounds like the teams are so even. So when you hit the water, Mm -hmm. team Australia, the female Mm -hmm. was also in the water. So did you guys kind of battle it out?
1: Yeah. So at the point when I hit the water, Australia was ahead of us and, um, New Zealand was also ahead of us, but she was just ahead of us Mm -hmm. and I was able to, um, pass her up actually, which, um, it was really exciting. It was really fun racing her. Right yeah,
0: yeah. So how did you pass her? Was it just pure just strength getting through it, or did you get away or something?
1: Yeah. So I passed her just basically on pure strength. Yeah. Like I was just uh I was really grinding through that last um, leg of it. And like I got up on my knees and yeah, I just went.
0: Just bore down. Yeah,
1: just everything I had yeah, left.
0: That's cool. Yeah, it was wow, super fun. That's so awesome. And then you guys got second mm-hmm. in that team event. Yeah. Which is Awesome. So now, to talk about the distance one, okay. right? Because this was this is so cool because back here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: here in Santa Cruz, where you're from, and we have a pretty strong paddle community, yeah. it was like the Super Bowl because it was going to be televised. And here where we are, ye, there's no such thing as televised mm-hmm. prone paddle racing. No.
1: Yeah, right? it
0: is. Was- In Australia, there is. It's a thing and you could watch it. It's a big thing. So it was so fun. We had at my house kind of a party and it was late at night because it was like China time and West Coast time, you know, so we're all staying up. And it was so much fun to watch you. Now, it was cruise. So talk about first the course. Describe kind of the layout of the course and what the conditions were like that day.
1: Okay. Um, So the course, they had actually changed it. So the course was supposed to be kind of like a regular... Um there in back race. Mm. And I believe it was supposed to be it's 18 kilometers. It was supposed to be 18 kilometers still, but it was it was more of like a traditional distance race, almost like a J race type thing yeah. where you'd go around a far out buoy and then come back. But this course they had actually changed, so it was laps now. Right. You had to do three six K laps.
0: Right, right.
1: And um like, coming into it, I wasn't really sure how that was going to happen because, um, you know, like, usually the distance races, like, this is going to be, like, a total new thing for everyone, you right. know? yeah. And um, so what I found is that I actually really liked the course because you're able to kind of, like, learn about the conditions. Oh, yeah,
0: each different little leg and, yeah. and part, yeah.
1: And um, so I was the... There are several heats of um, distance races. First, it was men. Um, it was men's stand-up. Then two minutes after men's stand-up, men's prone went. And then after the men's prone finished, um, I believe it was like a 20-minute break or something. Mm-hmm. And then the female started. Yeah. And so when the female started, um, it would go uh, the, in the same order.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So... You're basically doing three, like you said, six kilometer laps. In mm-hmm. total, it was about 12 like ish kind yeah. of miles. And what was interesting about it, too, was like you said, it wasn't just go out or do a big loop and come back. Mm-hmm. It was out around. So you had like a flat water. You had mm-hmm. kind of a, there's kind of a little bit of a bump section. Yeah,
1: there's a flat water. Then there's a bit of a downwind bump section. Yeah. Which was a very long, it was, I think it was the longest uh, section there was. And then uh, you'd go back and you'd have a sidewind section. Yeah, where you are getting hit directly from the side. and then uh, you'd have to go up and then you'd have um, a section where the wind was hitting you at a really at a really like weird angle. Huh. And then um, you'd go back into like the flat water section.
0: Yeah, did you have waves, wave section two? Or, no, there that wasn't was really this, waves. The, yeah, that's um, right. It was kind of, really it protected. died that day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. So you're lined up mm-hmm. and it's hot and you saw the men go through it. So take us through the start of that thing because it was craziness from the beginning, right?
1: Yeah. So, well, actually, leading up to that race, I had drinking a lot of water, mm. which was really beneficial to me in uh, the end. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, leading up to the race, uh, Lockheed lands the guy from Australia, yep. he'd gotten second and he actually lost his water bottles as well. And so, um, at the start of the race, I saw him, uh, duct taping the Australian, uh, ladies bottles to
0: oh, no way. board.
1: Yeah. I was like, Oh,
0: and it, you saw that. Oh man. Yeah.
1: And like a thought ran through my head. I'm like, yeah. um, I don't know how this is going to work out because, yeah. So, also everyone else had like the straws and I'm kind of like, I use the old school method. Right, grab where, it and, Yeah, grab yeah. it, drink. Right. And then, um, yeah, that actually didn't work out too well. So, at the start of the race, um, when they blew the horn to run, I started running and then I heard one of my bottles fall off my board. Oh. I was like, oh no, just, you know what, I've got one, I'm going to be okay. And then so um, I put my board in the water, and I had to punch through a little wave. And so um, then the other one fell off.
0: Oh, man. So I
1: stopped to try to grab it. I grabbed it, put it back in, kept paddling. Another wave came and knocked it off again.
0: Oh, man.
1: And then at this point, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. Just, I gotta go paddle.
0: Just going, man. Yeah. I remember watching that, and it was like, again, it was like Super Bowl. everybody was like, "Oh, what?" Because you know, it was like watching you guys, mm-hmm. and then it's not like there's instant replays. Yeah. And we're like, everyone's like, "I think her water bottles fell off." No yeah, way. Yeah. We're like, "No, no way." And then, then he's kind of zoomed in and saw you a minute or two later, and we're like, "Holy crap!" Her water bottles are gone. Oh my gosh. Like that's. I mean, there's yeah, yeah. two parts to that, right? Because one is an experienced paddler. Mm-hmm. This is now in your head.
1: Yeah, this is in my head, and you know. I started off on a negative note. Yeah, that's right. I was, yeah, I was bummed. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened." Right. I'm I'm out for this race. I I might pass out. I might. Yeah. Um, right. This is gonna hurt so your bad. The whole game
0: plan is now thrown out the window.
1: Yeah, and, and then. I'm behind right now. And yeah. I was just, I yeah. was in bad state mentally.
0: Right. So then take us through that. How did you, what What did you do to just work through that and, and just get going?
1: Okay. To work through that. Um, so I started making little goals for myself. Like hmm. I was, okay, now just get in this draft train and then um, try to pass that girl up right ahead of you. And so then, so then, so I, um, I started passing people like one at a time and then um, through that race I was thinking okay I lost my waters I'm gonna have to do this smart yeah I'm gonna have to really um, focus on my technique focus on every stroke making every stroke count and um, just not wasting energy Mm. conserving as much as possible
0: Wow Wow, and so that's—I mean—that's amazing to think about because I think I would have been just like, oh, you know, I'm just yeah. going. But you had, you're like, no, little goals, mm-hmm. pass this person, get in the draft, make a nice turn, yeah, watch my stroke, you know. And so it kind of it kind of got your mind off of mm-hmm. like the self pity of I don't have water bottles, you know, yeah. and you kind of get going. And so watching you, that was, it's. you said it really well, which is like, we were watching you negotiate past, past, mm-hmm. past. And all of a sudden, you're like in that front pack.
1: Yeah. You all know? of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just caught them. How did I do yeah, that? That's-
0: and there was like maybe four of you-ish for quite a while, I yeah. think, just sort of right there. And so once you got that front pack, it felt like, I mean, just remembering maybe, and probably you do too, it felt mm-hmm. like it was maybe... Or maybe that first leg it felt like you spent a good chunk of the race in that first pack yeah you know so once you got there with the leaders mm-hmm. what was your kind of did you have a, a different game plan now to hang with them what was your kind of thought on on that
1: my game plan was still pretty much the same um try to hang with them but also um try to conserve energy and so what i would do is I would kind of get behind on the down, downwind section mm. because um, that new getting the new board, like I hadn't time to practice downwind. Yeah, right. You know, so I was just, um, I was still pretty new on it, and then, um, then, but I was able, on that board. I was really able to um, focus on my distance per stroke, and I was able to get up and um, catch them, yeah. which is. Like, you're, na- you're really never able to catch people. Yeah. It's so hard to yeah. catch people on in paddling, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you were playing it safe on the downwind mm-hmm. because, yeah. like you said, you hadn't spent a ton of time on that board. You didn't want to, like, you know, but get f- fall off because, you know, the bump sometimes yeah. is sketchy. So you kind of, you'd play it safe in the bump, but mm-hmm. then the flat water, then you'd put it down and you'd really try to gain yeah. ground.
1: And especially, yeah. like, in that sidewind section, that's where I was really mm-hmm. trying to reel people in that's when I was okay now I'm gonna get to my knees I'm gonna really focus on um, just catching them just yeah. getting up there and I was able to um, I feel like because they were they'd get really tired on that flat on, on that uh, sidewind section oh really well I don't know if they'd necessarily get really tired but it was just yeah. I was I was really strong in that section yeah. and then I was able to catch them and then um, Hey, um, sorry, hang with them in the flat water.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And then at mm-hmm. one point you actually pulled ahead of the pack and we, everybody was freaking out cheering. Yeah. It looked like you just got this burst and, and I maybe it was that section because it felt like you caught up and then suddenly mm-hmm. you turned and you started pulling away, you know, and everybody was freaking out, you know. Yeah, so yeah. then while you were going, mm-hmm. did you did your mind try to flip back to... I wish I had something to drink. Or I wish I had some nutrition. Or like, you know, your normal game plan of boy, it'd be nice to just get a little drink of something right now. Or did you kind of yeah. just mentally stay focused on just mm-hmm. your stroke and everything else?
1: So actually, um on the first lap I was fine. The second lap I started to get thirsty. Yeah. And then on the third lap, you know, it was just oh right. I was breaking down. Yeah. But I believe that it was like on the second lap, I was up with that pack, the two liters um australian girl and the spain girl yeah and then uh it was really funny because like i looked over and i see their bottle oh yeah right sloshing. there sloshing
0: so close I was like, <laughs> 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 oh yeah you would have given like five bucks for just oh a quick my drink. gosh i was looking at those and just, oh, yeah those oh, look man. so
1: good and then um I look over at the, or at the Australian chick, she goes, ooh, no water. Oh, that's going to hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, thanks. thanks. I know that. <laughs> Believe me,
0: I know. So three laps, you're getting down to the wire, mm-hmm. and talk about the finish. I mean, the finish was insane mm-hmm. as well, because you're Thank basically, you. it was like three boards. One was like half of a nose further than the yeah. other two, and then there was two right there. And so talk about that finish.
1: Oh, the finish so that finish um oh my gosh i was at this point i felt my body just breaking down and then coming into that last leg um i was like okay this is the time i've got to push this is the time that everything comes down to this and then um i was just thinking you know what i've got to go and then I can hear people screaming oh. on the beach. I hear my mom screaming. She's the no way, loudest, she's the loudest one. one. And then i was just, oh. Yeah. So give like, you a shot of just Yeah, everything has come adrenaline. down to this moment. Yeah. Everything that I've been yeah. training for. Everything that's everything's really worked up to this moment for me. Yeah. And then so I was just like, I've gotta go. Yeah. I've I've gotta do this. It hurt I'm hurting so bad right now. Yeah. I like I'm kind of like tunnel visioning. Um,
0: Yeah. Dizzy. It's hot. It's freaking gnarly hot. You've had nothing to drink sprinting for two Mm -hmm. hours and 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. And then I just, I see the end and then I see the competitors around me. Yeah. And then I just, I put my head down, I go and then I hear myself like I'm screaming, just really just letting ah, out everything, letting ah, out all the pain, all the, just all that built up, uh, adrenaline for those two hours yeah and then coming in like i didn't know who was gonna win like it could have been any of us because it was super close yep coming in i got off my board just a little early and then um i kind of stumbled and fell yeah and then like i couldn't get my legs to work totally and so i just kind of uh i start running up i I see that I'm in third. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. And then I just ran up. I crossed the line, and then I took a few stumbling steps, and then I fell over and passed out.
0: Yeah. And you were out. I was out. It looked like it, and I didn't. So did you kind of just come back to <laughs> wake up like a couple of seconds later or what? Yeah. Was, like yeah. they
1: kind of rolled me over, and yeah. I was like, oh, I was yeah. just so out of it.
0: Oh, man, that's so intense. I mean, first just paddling for an hour and having to jump off your board and start running is hard because your legs yeah. it's just hard
1: your legs are done
0: 2 hours and 20 minutes with no hydration i came not even imagine, and then have to get up and do a full sprint like mm-hmm. whatever it was 10 20 meters up the beach i mean it was that's a that so that sprint
1: was hard. oh yeah. yeah it was rough
0: wow and so when you like came back to your mm-hmm. wits and everything and you realized you know you got third yeah. like what was how did you feel you know knowing how your finish was and everything.
1: It was such an emotional release. And yeah. Just I started crying and yeah. like I was so happy and everything and yeah. My team, my mom, my friends are just surrounding me yeah. and then, um. I was so happy to be done with it and I was really proud of myself because um, I learned a lot about myself in that race. Yeah. I learned that I can push. Harder than I think I can, and I'm capable of a lot more than I think I was. Yeah. That I thought I was.
0: Hundred percent.
1: And it was just, it yeah. was unreal. Just finishing and seeing my teammates, seeing how they were like, yeah. they're so happy for me, and it was,
0: yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's something I've,
0: you'll remember forever yeah. and ever.
1: Yeah, I felt the love there.
0: Yeah. So where do you think that came from? Your ability to, I mean, look, <laughs> you're as a 15 year old. You haven't been racing your whole life. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like the people I think it would take. Like I'm in my 40s and I'm just starting to realize that I could push beyond my limits of just yeah. feeling shy myself for myself. This is something you realized yeah. in your teens. Where did that come from? Like your ability to be in the middle of this intense race with no hydration, you you might you could have totally just been like, oh, oh, poor me, I'll just paddle. But you went the exact opposite. You tried even harder. Even at the very end, you're like, I got to go. And you you made yourself do more than maybe what you thought was possible. Yeah. So where did that come from? Is that just from your years of swimming, competing? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you develop that ability?
1: So uh, I, do, I think I, like, it does come from swimming a little bit. But also when I was out there, I was... There was this portion when I was alone. And then I just started thinking back to the J-Race. Oh. I started thinking about, like, Jay's spirit. And oh,
0: yeah. Wow.
1: That just, that really motivated me, like, coming. Yeah. I f- remembered like, how everyone's supporting me. And, and then I remembered um, just how, like, that energy from the J-Race. Yeah. You know, how everyone's just, yeah. yeah. Like, the love there, the um, the athleticism and, um, just like Jay's spirit and yeah. like how he had the ability to push himself. And then, um, I tried to channel that for myself, you know? Right.
0: Right. That's cool. That's very cool. And Thank for you. folks listening, like we're referring to is Jay Moriarty, is a mm-hmm. legendary local kid who passed away too early, who was surfing Mavericks and kind of didn't one of the pioneers, I'd say, of prone paddling as yeah. like a thing. Uh, we have this event here for the last—I don't know, maybe fifteen-ish years—the Jim mm-hmm. Paddleboard Race. Um, so that's really cool because one of the neat themes about that we have on the show, you know, we've and I've done endurance things like your dad has, and it's like that dark place that your mind goes to when you're in the middle of these intense events, and that's what yeah. I'm really interested in and very um, proud of how you dealt with it because you had. That dark place you know or you you didn't let yourself go that dark yeah. place let me say you know and it's interesting some people sing some people look at animals some people you know work through it in different mm-hmm. ways and that's cool that you channeled all the energy that you brought with you yeah from the start you yeah, know it was, yeah thank you so now before all of this you know mm-hmm. to get to a point where you you know being as young as you are as competitive and strong as you are talk about just growing up growing up because you've had some influences right? Mm-hmm. Some very strong, great. You have, you have paddling and just strength in the water in your DNA, you know? <laughs> so, just, so talk about just growing up as a kid and all the cool things you've done and kind of how you think it got you to where you're at today.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, growing up, I've grown up in a really waterman oriented family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My dad was a competitive swimmer. He swim at university of Michigan. And then, um, my mom, she was a rower. And then also, um, my dad he was uh he's he is a really competitive paddler and then some from a young age um he'd take me out he'd put me on his board and then we'd go out and like to the kelp beds like look at otters and dolphins and stuff like that and then that really kind of like inspired a love for the ocean Mm. and then for the water as well like um, swimming, like my parents put me in that sport because it was like the only thing that I wasn't like that I was pretty good at, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like in soccer, I was sitting down and picking the right. and Right. That stuff. <laughs> Yeah,
0: running wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. running
1: wasn't for me. Yeah. I wasn't very coordinated. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, swimming, I really grew to love it. And then um, I kind of figured out that hey, I'm pretty good at this. And then um, throughout my childhood i was really in the water all the time doing junior guards swimming and then also going to like tahoe to do paddling races oh yeah yeah like i did like the kids races when my dad and mom were doing the adult races yeah
0: yeah
1: and they were doing the legit races and then um the j race was really important part of growing up because I Did the two-mile race like when I was 12 and 13. Yeah, and then when I was 13 um, I believe I won it and then so Aaron McKinnon, he's one of my dad's friends um, He was all like hey once you do the two-mile and win it you got to do the 12 yeah, and then that kind (laughs) of like Inspired me. I was like, oh, I got to do this now. I want to do this 12 mile And then the following year, I trained for it. And then, um, yeah, I was able to do it.
0: Yeah. So you did your first J-Race, which is 12 miles as a Mm 14-year-old. Got it. And then you came back next year, which is 2018, last year. A year wiser, stronger. (laughs) And with the opportunity to, if you did well, you could Mm -hmm. get on the USA team. And you did it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a cool story about your dad, just Mm -hmm. to kind of emphasize, like the paddling is definitely in your DNA. And I remember, um, and your dad is still a super strong guy. I don't see him in the water as much because I think it's just, everything's so busy. But I always remember paddling with your dad, and he's always beating me, always, always, always. (laughs) And he has these, like, I I swear with his wingspan, he gets, like, extra oomph for every yeah. stroke you know yeah yeah and i remember the only time i was ever in front of him was there was this race in carmel mm-hmm. and it was foggy you couldn't see anything and somehow i ended up going the right way and i think he went a longer way yeah and when the, the the fog broke i realized i was in front of your dad and yeah. i was like yeah and then all of a sudden i heard him coming <laughs> and then he just kind of went by <laughs> me like i was standing still you know yeah. Um, but yeah what a great influence you know taking mm-hmm. new events and and, and, and doing all, all the races and everything so now this year mm-hmm. 2019 yeah um what are you thinking any plans like if you have an opportunity to go mm-hmm. back and try to re for this year's Definitely. us team is that something that's on the radar
1: yeah i really hope to do well in the jarius this year i really i'm gonna yeah train harder this year and going to that event going to isa it really inspired me to train harder train smarter and i it really inspired a total love for paddling really like i already have it but it just it really highlighted it as something that i can do i can have like i have friends um who are um who are stand-up people and they like this is what they do like this is their main sport yeah and then uh it's just it's super unreal just to see that that is a lifestyle and that is something that you can do. Yeah. Of course, like, my main priority is swimming. Yep. But, um, like, my swimming helps my paddling and my paddling yeah. helps my swimming. Yeah, yeah. So I really hope to continue to do both. And then I, I hope to make it again this year.
0: Right. Oh, man, that's going to be cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about, like... I'm always interested in like, okay, you're swimming in a pool, confined, mm-hmm. it's warm, yeah. it's, you know, it's known environment, not yeah, much yeah. change day to day. And then there's the ocean, there's oh. paddling, which could be, it changes hour to hour, sometimes even more frequently. So do you, you must, you love both mm-hmm. when you're in the pool, how is that different for you than like being in the ocean, vice versa? There are times you're like, the pool sounds great. And sometimes the ocean sounds great. Or how do you kind of balance that?
1: I, uh, so the pool and the ocean, yeah, they're definitely two different environments. I feel like I almost like being in the ocean more just because it's constantly changing, like mm. you said. But also the pool's nice because you know that environment, you know how it's going to be, and especially like gearing up for a race, you, you know what to train for, you know? Yeah. And then in the ocean, you have to like, you have all these different um, variables of what could happen that you have to be prepared for. Yep. But... Um, like losing
0: your water bottles. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just like that, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get it. No. what about like a little bit in between, like mm-hmm. open ocean swimming? Have you done much of that at all? Is that of interest?
1: Um, so I've done junior guards, and yeah. I do like open ocean swimming. But actually, so in swimming, I'm a sprinter. Okay. And, like I really like the high energy yeah. races that you just...
0: Yeah, go all out. Yeah,
1: go all out. Got it. And then in paddling, I do enjoy the distance races a lot. Yeah. Which is like, it's different end of the spectrum. Completely. Right,
0: right, right. That's cool. You totally have this balance of just the hardcore sprint in the pool and then in the ocean with like a two hour, three hour <laughs> yeah, paddle.
1: two hours versus less than 30 seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So now, will you... Speaking of leading up to the J-Race, you gotta come do the Downwinder this year.
1: Yes, yeah. I'm so I'm super cool. stoked for that. Great. And then um, there's like gonna be a few other races that I'm gonna try to target. Like the Santa Cruz Paddle Fest, they're gonna have a prone division that I'm gonna do this year. Nice. And then I'm gonna try to do some races down south and also up in Tahoe maybe.
0: Yep, yep, cool. Yeah, yeah very cool. Um, nice, so then you'll work towards the J-Race, Look for a great finish to see if you're able to qualify again. Yeah. Um, And then how cool would that be? Um, Do you have any idea where the ISAs might be next year? Have you heard it all?
1: I have no idea. sort of like
0: last minute-ish.
1: Yeah, like, I don't think they'll announce it for... Well, actually, I have no idea when they're going to announce it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're hoping that it's going to be someplace cool. I'm sure it will be. And just, I'm really... Hoping to be on that team again. Yeah, you know, I yeah. really that was the best experience of my life. Yeah,
0: right on. Oh man, that's mm-hmm. cool. So, what do you think about like the comp- level of competition in the U.S. for that team? Like, do you uh, did you see a bunch of other women compete at the J race? W- was there a lot? Was there a few? I wasn't there, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many. You know, like, are, what the level of interest in the female-prone world is right now for that?
1: So, the previous year in the J race, not this year, there was. Actually, there was a lot of women that were trying to compete for the yeah. U.S. team, but this year it actually had changed. So there only three women yeah. that were doing prone yep. um, stock that were trying to compete for it. Yep. And like I was one of those three. So, but I expect that the competition this year will increase. Yeah. And um, it's going to be harder this year to make it. Yeah. It's going to be very challenging. Yeah. There are gonna be some really really good female prone paddlers that are gonna be doing it
0: yeah yeah
1: but my hope is just to be able to race with them and I don't know just have fun
0: yeah yeah for sure what's interesting Mm -hmm. too is like you know uh, we kind of mentioned prone paddling is not like a uh, like a televised sport Mm -hmm. here and it's different in Australia and so after seeing the Aussies compete and dominate because they're strong and those guys are just, they they got it down. Like they're doing the sprints up the beach. Mm -hmm. They're doing the buoy turn. Like they do so much. It's really cool. Would you, let's say you make the team again. Will you prepare? Do you see yourself preparing? Differently. Differently after you know the events and you know what those guys.
1: Yeah, what those guys Are naturally gifted at? Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I like, I will train Harder this year. I'll train. Um, like I really want to get a group of like maybe kids my age that yeah. to, that are interested in it. And yeah. Like just get them out in the water to train with them. Yep. And actually, leading up to the um, event, I trained a little bit with Amanda Calabresi. Yeah. She's a very gifted uh, paddler. Yeah. She's super gifted, strong. Yeah, gifted sprinter. Yep. And then um, I was training with her, and she gave me some advice on how to actually wash ride. Mm. And that's like one of the things that the Australians do. Um, so they're very uh, they're very gifted in their technique of how to uh, paddle with people, right. how to race, yeah. how to draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah, she was giving me some tips on that. And uh, this year I'll really focus on like my buoy turns my um, my entries and exits and also downwinding
0: yeah right, right. those
1: are all areas I can improve on
0: yeah yeah cool that's awesome well we'll be tracking you and probably paddling with you too and um, <laughs> yeah just get some sessions out there and get it yeah. because I think there's a lot and one thing that's really neat and I I, I give you a lot of um, credit for is Thank you. it's always neat when to there's a lot of other girls who are younger than you who are into prone paddling and it's so cool that they saw you who they know from junior guards and like compete and do so well it's really inspired other women I mean I have two daughters who are 13 they're all excited about it too so thanks for you know doing that because you've inspired a lot of other young girls you know uh, all over the place
1: that's really cool I didn't even know that I was like inspiring people that that's oh my gosh I feel really I'm happy for them. I want them to really get into the sport and love it yeah. as much as I do, you know, because it's paddling is an awesome sport. And if anyone ever wants to go out and train, you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm totally down. I'd yeah. love to go out. And train, nice. But.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right, Kylan. Well, this has been a ton of fun and thanks for sharing everything. Mm-hmm. Good luck this year. Thank you. And uh, we'll wish you the best for sure.
1: Thanks. Also, uh, if I could just add one course, more thing. Of of course. Um, I really want to thank the community for everything thank you to the ghost writers, to um to bob pearson to mike mcdaniel mile 22 mm-hmm. and to buell for, yeah and just everyone who watched yep my parents and my friends who's yeah. it's been unreal yeah like their love and support has really helped me get to where I am. And thank you to you for
0: interviewing me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been awesome. For sure. I'm stoked to hear it. And and I'm, I'm excited. I feel like paling right now. So yeah. (laughs) yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much and good luck this year. Thank
1: you.
0: Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, If you like what you heard, uh, please, you know, uh, hype us up on social media. Always appreciate, you know, spreading the word. Uh, Give us a nice little rating on the, uh, your podcast app, and uh, just keep tuning in. If you're interested in being on the show and sharing some of your life stories, uh, hit me up, josh at thisoceanlife.tv. You can PM me on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, thanks again for being here and uh, have a great day.